This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hello! Bippity-boppity-boo! We're going all the way to peanuts today. Oh, yeah. You ready for some throwback? You ready for some fashion? No, I'm sorry. Style. Style. It's more about style than fashion. It really is. You know what we should have done is lined up a bunch of looks and make her tutor boot them. Don't do that. You saw I wrote on the thing, give us fashion advice, but you were too scared to ask. Because I knew it would have been bad. You didn't want the truth? you didn't want the truth in your... Can't hear the truth. Can't handle the truth. You want the truth? You can't handle you the can't truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> Those pants? They don't fit you. Uh, <laughs> we have Raja That's easy coming show. from you, someone who wears fucking basketball shorts every day of your life. This week we have Raja Gemini. Just Raja. Just Raja. Enjoy the episode, baby. You're the tiger. Grr. Forever Dog When first choice is a big old bus You turn around and boom You end up with a sloppy second Oh, Diva Our number is 213-536-9180 Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com Now on with the show Hi, you sloppy, you stupid little fucks, you nice little fucks, you dirty little fucks, you stupid little fucks. I'm Big Dipper, and that's Meatball. Welcome back to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. You always do it backwards. Or is it forward? This week, we have an incredible guest. I'm so excited to have this. What is happening? It's too early. Exactly. It's It's new. It's one. So now. (laughs) So now, we rebuke the early comment. We have the winner of season three of Drag Race, the tutor or booted diva herself, fashion icon, diamond crowned queen, and everything she does is very that. Welcome it's... to the stage. It's Raja Gemini. Thank you. Do you, you still so... use Raja Gemini? I think so. Um, it felt like no. a formal occasion, so I wrote Gemini, no, even I... though I know it's not yeah, your full. Yeah. No, you know, Gemini, Raja Gemini, I, I never called myself Raja Gemini until I was actually on Drag Race, and it was the early days of, like, social media, and um, I had to get a Facebook fan page, and my daughter, Rhea Latre, uh-huh. um, put up a Facebook fan page for me. This is pre-Instagram, pre-everything, and in order to get a Facebook fan page, you had to have a last name. So my entire, so she just put Gemini, because that was my email address, Raja Gemini. And so, that, and then that's how Raja Gemini came about. But before RuPaul's Drag Race, before Facebook fan pages, I was just Raja. So. And where did Raja come from? Well, funny you ask, because this, <laughs> this is the year of the tiger in the Chinese Lunar New Year. Yeah. Are you, you talking about the tiger Raja from the film Aladdin? That's where I got Raja from. <gasps> Oh my yep. god. Yeah, a friend of mine Her, who was working as the kids said. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine who was a, like a ride operator at Disneyland in like what was it like 89 90, When did when did that movie come out? Yeah, it was I mean yeah, yeah early 90 early was early born, 90s. Yeah. Early early. Yeah, it was a long time ago and we were driving in the car and in La Fuente in my neighborhood that I grew up in and I was like probably 18 years old. And um, she was like, have you seen the new Aladdin yet? Did you hear about it? But there's this t- there's a tiger in it. And the tiger's name is Raja. She's like, if I ever had a daughter, I would name her Raja. And I was like 18, 19 years old. And I was in the back of the car with her. And I was like, oh, my God. It's all clicking. It clicks. <laughs> You're the tiger. I, and in Indonesian, which is what I am, Raja means king. So I was like, oh, too good. Too good. Perfect. And, you know, yeah. So that's how it came about. And that tiger, that animated tiger, like slinks. She's like sexy, and like you're the tiger. That 
that's exciting. Year of the Tiger. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's not the year. Yeah, what are of the you tiger. doing this year? It's uh, the year of the going tiger. On? It's the year of the tiger. Because it is the year of the tiger. Not kidding you guys. I'm going to get the my the top of my left arm is still unfilled in tattoos, and I really want to get a tiger tattoo. <gasps> but my friend Micah, who is also my neighbor, Micah Perry. Yes. Yeah. Because if you don't know about him, Art Monster Micah, um, an amazing painter, Incredible tattoo artist. artist. Yeah, incredible artist. So um, he's already done one tattoo on my neck and back, and and I think I want him to do uh, a, a tiger. One on your pussy and your crack? Okay. <laughs> and listen, not to undersell Micah's incredible artistic ability, but also she got a donk. She do got a thick donk. Micah does? Yeah, you know, yeah. she's occasionally will get up and go-go dance, and she, she really fills out her pants on the backside. Tell her like that. <sighs> yeah, we don't, occasionally. We don't talk, we, yeah, we, 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 we definitely get into some, like, you know, intimate, like, conversations, but we don't talk about the size of each other's penises. No, I meant butt. Donk. The butt. The booty. Oh, donk. Oh, I, yeah, oh with I, a K, not I, a G. Sorry. Oh, okay, whatever. Donk, yeah, her, her donk is donk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Her donk, her donk is real lush. Okay, I um, so. have had the pleasure of visiting your apartment just once I've or twice. I've never seen it. I know it's haunted. To drop off little bits and bobs <laughs> of technological gear. But uh-huh. you have created this like beautiful, you've lived in the apartment for a while. You've created this beautiful, it's, it's basically like a museum of uh, aesthetic. Museum <laughs> makes it sound like old. It's not. He but calls it's you like, old. No, 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 no. It's a collection of like fascinating mm-hmm. things. Like literally, if of you. Fascinators. There's a lot of fascinators. <laughs> There's a lot of fascinators. There's shoes. You can sit on your couch and like look across the apartment and see your closet with yeah. all your drag. Like. That's yeah. incredible. What's the vibe in your home, Raja? Um, I don't even know how they say it in French, but it's objet, objet d'art. <laughs> Objects of art. Objet d'art. You've seen that. Yeah. Objet d'art. No, I, um, I'm, a, you know, there, there are different types of people. There, there are different types of artists. There are people who are better listeners. There are people mm-hmm. who's, who, uh, you know, it's all, it's all about the five senses. And mine has always focused on the visual. And... I love a lot of sh- I love a lot of stuff around me, you know. Mm. And there's a, we we know a lot of gays like that. And you guys are you're you're probably your own version of that. Well, you know? look at there's, people's uh, wallpaper. Was a mess. <laughs> oh, truly, truly, no. But I love that. I love a mess. I love a little bit of like uh, a little bit of funk in it. Like I live in this space, so it's got my scent. It's got my objects. It's got the things that really inspire me and the things that I've, you know, uh. Uh, collected and now archived some of the some of the shit i have in here has started with me since maybe even high school wow. so i just i yeah i could call myself a hoarder but i do get rid of things you know but i there are there are hoarder tendencies and my friends who come and visit do keep me in check and keep me from becoming a hoarder and eventually having the space swallow me they're like Miss but. Thing. This door doesn't Wait, open all. The well, you, I saw a little bit of it when you were walking around beforehand. And have you heard of the term? And not, and this is not to be offensive. Clutter core, like yeah, where like that, everything that could, that could be right. Because uh-huh. like I'm just looking behind you, and it's like the wall is completely covered in things. It looks but it's so like a cool. collage of no, but it's like yeah, it's well art. done. It's not messy like my room. Is it could right be now. it could be clutter core, but I could also call it maximalist, which is yeah, which is the, 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 I like the that stylish. More. Yeah, it's a stylish version of that. It's like I'm not quite a hoarder, but I do love beautiful things around me, and I love to constantly like you know glance to every single nook and cranny and corner of my living space and be inspired by it because i need it you know, well you're also known as a fashion queen mm-hmm. and dipper was like really? you can see yes, yeah no, yeah yeah what do you mean really you're tall thin always a designer you were like Not a, really when, when it came at okay. this point at this point you're we talk liar. about yeah you're a liar first of all no, one at this point, lies we talk about drag race uh in this way because it it is such a cultural moment in history and we talk mm. we always talk about it in categories oh, and by the way today what? is today today the very day today right now is the actual 11th year anniversary of season three the premiere of season three wow when you As came in with speaking. the eye on as we're speaking yep 
Um, the fashion eye? Phoenix. Phoenix ATL. She just posted on Instagram, and I was like, are you <gasps> kidding me? Have you seen Phoenix's today. Reba McIntyre? It's it crazy. Oh, it's like, perfect. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, when if you're doing Reba McIntyre well, you'll eventually sort of look, look like the donkey from Shrek. <laughs> so what, what inspires I mean, you? True. Where do you get your, where do you yeah, get most it's, of your but fashion? But that, that, that's like, a, that's an impersonation thing. Like, if you do Reba well, then you'll kind of look like the donkey. Yeah, because anyway, that donkey well, doesn't really have a lip. There's no, yeah, and then it's a lot of cheek. Uh huh, and the whiteout on the top of the lip, you know. Uh huh. Yeah, that. that. I, my favorite Reba meme is like, um, uh, I think the text. It's like a photo of her with her like lipsticks. Yes, and they're like, her. they're like, y'all forget Reba's out here running a lipstick empire with one lip. <laughs> the power that that has oh you know? my god no what we were I, saying is yes, don't yes. slough off the fashion queen title because in the history of drag race i mean when you walked in on season in your season you literally people hadn't really thought about drag in that way i know queens did yeah. and people mm-hmm. who you know but on the on the larger scale when you thought drag queen you thought Campy, Boas, big over the hair. Top. Show, you didn't think like fashion you came in and a jumpsuit and, exactly. and like a updo. <laughs> I just, I, I think, I don't know if fashion is really the word. I think style okay. is the word. Okay, you know? okay. And, and, style girl. And, and that's, yeah, I'm a style girl because. You know, the, uh, to be honest, I watch all the girls that get invited to go to, to the fashion shows, and it's not me. It's really the ones that came after me, you know, starting yeah. starting season seven and up. They get invited to go to see to meet Mr. Kim Jones for Dior. They right. get to go meet Terry Mugler in Montreal at the exhibit. They get to have uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier uh, campaigns. Not me, you know? So I don't know if fashion is really the thing that I'm interested in as much as I am with style. And as I'm getting older, I just think that style is the shit, you know? And it and style includes fashion. Um, but it's really yeah. how you put it all... It's really how you put it all together because uh, what I'd like to preach at this moment in my life, uh, in my experience, is like, let's recycle some shit. Why does everything have to be so brand new? Why does everything have to be so like the newest thing? You know, fashion is the number two, uh, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, like pollutant or waste. Yes, it's, yeah. it, it is the yes. number two, uh, underneath oil is Absolutely. the number two pollutant in the world. I believe in recycling. I believe in reusing. I believe, I believe in vintage. And if that includes high fashion brand names, Fuck yeah. But I'm not really concerned about fashion and what is on trend as much as expressing style. And style is important, right? That's we all an got endless. it. Yes, we all that's got an it. amazing that's how, distinction. That's how, that's how, we, that's how we, we gather together is through style, right? Mm-hmm. Right? It's not, yeah. it's not really through fashion. Like, we, we like each other's style. Not what you got. Uh. I don't give a fuck about your Balenciaga and Dior. Uh, and if you have it, you have it, and it's fantastic. But we like each other because we ha- we're all stylish people. And the three of us can all see eye to eye on Crocs. We love a Croc. Yeah. Oh <laughs> what, are, what are those little things called? The little things you put Giblets. In? Wait, is that it's, what they're called? Or are they gibbets? Yes. Crocs was so lovely, and they sent me a, a <gasps> box of stuff. Like, I got to handpick. And they <gasps> sent in, in each bag came giblets or gibbets. Gibbets. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. I love them. I don't give a fuck. They're so good. I, well, I know. I, I was so resistant. Them. I know. People People actually, like, you know, uh, have violent reactions to them. And I'm like, no, they're fine. Like, I just wear them at home. I don't go that far. It's not like I'm going to wear them to the Abbey. I might. And if I do, <laughs> fuck you. Well, I wore them on <laughs> That's stage my the style, other bitch. I had a That's wonderful my time. Meatball was in such a K-hole at her party, she forgot where her shoes were, so she just wore Crocs out on stage in her full drag look. And no one... It was an accident, but it was also... I think it was done to me on purpose. <laughs> I bet you looked great. Oh, she had you style. felt great. There was style, mama. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's take a break, and we'll, we'll, we'll be back. <laughs> I'm gonna, I might be in a K-hole right now. <laughs>
Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like, oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals? Try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. And Factor Meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. All you gotta do is heat up and savor the good stuff. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle. And we're celebrating Earth Day all month long with Factor. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash sloppyseconds50 and use code sloppysecconds50 to get 50% off your first box plus... 20% off your next box. That's code SloppySeconds50 at factormeals.com slash SloppySeconds50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. And okay. we're back! Is it true that you are a Mac makeup counter girl? God. Yes, I was just <laughs> thinking about that. Why are you a mind reader? No, I literally like last night and this morning had like a few glimpses of this of of uh nostalgia of me working at the Mac counter. I started when I was 19. Oh. It was probably 1994. Mac was still a very new company. RuPaul hadn't been introduced as the Mac girl and it, that oh, didn't wow. happen until like the yeah, I was there probably like six months, and then RuPaul was introduced as the first Mac girl. Well, at nineteen, uh, so, yeah. were you like messing with drag makeup or just the only reason? Makeup? The only reason why I ever went to Mac was because Mac was the hottest fucking company at that time who embraced drag queens and mm. queer people and and style and and fashion and and um, you know it was a very like uh, it was it was the early nineties. It was it was edgy it was you know it was new and everybody wanted to use mac so yeah i actually used to shoplift the testers Work. at mac Love that. To, so i would have the good makeup and drag you know and i eventually um interviewed and got the job and i, I ended up working there for 10 years of my life until i was 30 years old mm-hmm and well, then they okay. fired my ass. <laughs> Wait, stealing? Were you stealing? Stealing again? Ten years earlier? <laughs> Wait, do you have any big Mac counter moments? Did you like meet any celebrities? I met Cher. I met <gasps> Cher. I spent maybe... Uh, I met Cher. Fuck. I don't care about my entire 10-year career at Mac. <laughs> other than the <laughs> fact that I met Cher. And I could go on and tell you the entire like story of this, of the first time I met Cher until the last time I saw her. And it, it lasted a good month. We had like a little, like, me and Cher had a little mail. Because, you know, there was no email. We would uh, mail or, or yeah. Mm -hmm. You had what? her address? For the Malibu I, compound? She, I, I had no. I helped her at the Mac store. I worked at the Mac store on Robertson, which was its flagship, like Mac Pro store, which is a pretty right. big deal. 
I worked there from uh, 1999 until I was fired. Um, but it was a great experience, and it was a terrible experience. You know, <laughs> well, uh, customer it, service is always terrible, no matter. Yeah, where and it, it, but it, but it taught me about patience. It taught me about artistry. It taught me about um, diversity because mm-hmm. you didn't know who you didn't know what customer came up to you. You and know, you and would, you had to you, learn. You would do. You would paint a lot of faces. You would paint more so than sell products. Thousands. <gasps> thousands, I would say. Because that was constant. That's what we did. We sat people down. We did makeups on them. And, we, and then we sold it to them. You know? Um, and it was thousands and thousands and thousands. I was just watching the fabulous... That's that's why. I was just wa- re-watching the uh, fabulous Mrs. Maisel or whatever that was. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, fabulous and Ms. she... Mar- that, yeah, what, yeah, that one. I just re-watched that. And she worked at a makeup counter, and then maybe right. that's why that triggered it for me. But yeah, it was definitely, you know, it was a learning experience. It really taught me everything I knew. And by the time I left the company, I had a full fucking kit ready to go with this exceptional knowledge of hands-on, day-to-day people coming up to me in every skin tone, age, over 10 years from the age of 19 until I was 30. So yes, I Mac was the university of my life. It taught me about how to talk to people, how to treat people, and how to manipulate people. I can sell ice oh. and Eskimo. Are we still allowed to say that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Wait. Well, why, why well, did you get fired? Yeah, what happened? I got fired because she had she had already done had hers. Is, you know, by 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 the time I was by the time I was thirty and I was work and I had moved to LA to work with the pro store. I had. You know, I was uh, going to Peanuts at that time. This was the very, very early 2000s. I was living, I was dancing at Cherry and Club Makeup. I was having a rock and roll lifestyle, cocaine, honey. Long, black, dark hair down my back. Cocahontas, they called me in the streets. And um, I would show up to, to the Mac store on Robertson with a crusted nose of cocaine and poppers. My hair in, oh, yeah. uh, in a top knot, leftover eyeliner. Uh, you know, fl- said, black flip flops, black flip flops with black cutoff shorts and a dirty black tank top, stinking of all of it. Whiskey, sex. I gorgeous. Not- Imagine gorgeous. me at thirty. Gorgeous girl. Yes. Gorgeous. And um, you're fre- went- fresh from Vaseline Alley. I'm sure. Yeah, and I, and I was yeah. making I was making way too much for my bad attitude that I had that I had acquired from the early days of Mac. We were all we were kind of encouraged and allowed to be kind of cunty to our customers, and it's what brought people in. So I, that's where I started, and I was not you know you hired me as a cunt, and I will stay as a cunt. And they were like, "Bye, bitch, <laughs> get out." We are now Estee Lauder owned. It's, uh, it's a corporation. The original owners are gone, and RuPaul is no longer the Mac girl. Get the <gasps> fuck out. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was fine with it. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I thank Mac all the time. You know, I have a good relationship with Mac. And, uh, you know, and it's where I began. And I, I, I am, will always, I still have my original Mac jewelry from the oh. 90s, girl. From the ninth, from my first time I worked with Mac. And it was the original, original jewelry. I, I don't think crazy. it's worth that much. But somebody, somebody who likes makeup might want to buy it for me. Just letting you know, please reach. You heard me it here at, first, Steven. <laughs> at Mom Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> or Dalton so, Raja. Yeah. At your email. So um so then when you left Mac, is that when you went on Top Model? To do makeup? Pretty much. Cause I, you know, at that point I was, you know, just about turning 30, and I was like, oh shit, now I don't have this like job that provided me with like health care that I never took advantage of. Damn. Uh, you know, uh you know, just a, a corporate makeup job with a, you know, decent position in it, making really good money for my age and the time. You know, I believe when I when they finally kicked my ass out, I was probably making like twenty three dollars an hour, which was a lot. Then. Oh yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, and I did not even like appreciate it or understand it. You know, and so they kicked me out at the right time because now it was like okay. You can leave the nest now. Like you've really, you've really done too much here, and we love you, and we think you're going to be great outside of here. But you don't fit That's in great. anymore. Mm-hmm. I just have one quick question. Now you said when you do Reba drag, you end up. Looking <laughs> I like... don't do Reba drag. I'm just no, no, no. But when, when someone does it well, they look like the doggy. When someone does share drag, what character do they look like? Ooh. 
Because they got that big, you got to do that big crease in the eye. Right. Well, Chad Michaels. They all look like Chad Michaels. (laughs) (laughs) That's the template, bitch. correct. Mm -hmm. How how to do. How to do share 101. You do the Chad. You do the Chad. So, um, <laughs> what was your favorite part about working on Top Model? <laughs> Mine was oh the God, black is... face. <laughs> oh, wow! It was back um, before it was considered blackfishing yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yes. It um, wasn't even I've blackfishing, ta- I... meatball. She, Tyra said, we're swapping races. Yeah, yeah but back remember? then it did, was did okay. I, <laughs> did I talk about this with Shay on her? podcast i maybe? think you talked a bit it, about it, touched be- on it but she w- mm-hmm. it was early on so they weren't yet work talking about the seasons where that happened but t- they did that Listen, a lot we were, we were all right? we were all pawns we were we were all just people <laughs> working for an under an umbrella and under the you know the the first ever seen lace front on television of tyra banks right yes. so we did what she said and that was a black lady that told us to do it yeah so uh please <laughs> Not my fault. I was trying to make my $250 a day to work, you know, 14 to 16 hours as Matthew Anderson's assistant. So we were just we were just following the direction of the production, and we were mere uh, highly, highly talented pawns in it. So, you know, you can't, you can't blame it on us. We were given no. the assignment, and we would, I, we, no one we, would, I, we eye-rolled at it hardcore. I remember when they told me about the meat locker challenge in the... Um, Meatpacking District of New York, and I thought I we were like, what is this? Why are they draping the girls in meat? And you know what? Ten years later, Lady Gaga Lady becomes Gaga does it. So I, and I everyone's like, know. oh, it's art. Even even I thought it was ridiculous at its time, but like whatever, you know, we just moved along with it. We were we we definitely followed direction. So it wasn't anything that we did on our own. It wasn't you know as as the makeup artist and creative team, we followed direction. Mm-hmm. You know, so so you're working <laughs> at your. <laughs> um, you're Girl. working as Matthew's assistant. You work your way up on Top Model. I want to move to Drag Race because you must have been aware of the first two seasons of Drag Race happening. Watched no. it, loved it. Okay, loved you were the first two. Yes, were were yes. you like aware in like the industry whispers because you had a relationship with Matthew beforehand, or you just saw it on TV and watched it? Okay, first of all, loved Drag Race seasons mm-hmm. one and two. I saw, um, you know, this is two thousand seven, maybe two thousand eight. Right. I don't know. I was in the in the West Village. Like outside of Duplex and Stonewall in New York, and where on, Meatball used to live. Yep, yes, I used to on, live in the Lower East Side. Right, and on the very corner, there was a cluster of people, brown children, and one of them was Rebecca Glasscock. <gasps> and I remember seeing her and being so fucking excited and like fangirling because it was Rebecca Glasscock. It was the first mm-hmm. season of Drag Race. I knew Angina. I knew Tammy, but. It had, you know, I, I get it. I get why that was so exciting, you know. Right. And then I watched season two while I was living in New York, and I and I saw it, and, and it really kind of hyped me up a little bit. But never did I think I was going to be on Drag Race. Nope, never. Well, so well, how did, did you do it? Like, yeah. how did you end up on it? Well, because, back in the logo um, days, RuPaul just uh-huh. called you up. RuPaul, said, pretty hey. much, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I've, I've never, I've never lied about it because this is, you know, it was the very early days of it, and they were developing mm-hmm. a concept and an, and a new, new idea. You know, we were only the third season of it, which is right. now on what 14 15 14 they're 14. doing 14 now but if you count internationals 14. and all-stars and whatever it's up near damn and 20 giant yeah never i never expected it and reality tv seemed like a thing for like you know like uh i love new york and and uh mm-hmm. you know it was it was a bit the trashy at the life. time oh my the god the simple, simple life, life. that yeah, shaped my had... personality for a couple of years and that's not a yeah. good thing and as a person who who really considered myself to be a serious like you know uh, person in the in the industry of like beauty makeup hair and like all of that, I just uh, you know I was quite resistant to it. I was like I don't know if I really want to do this. I really want to kind of continue with my with the work that that has really propelled me in the makeup world. So I didn't think it was going to happen. And at the time, I was working for Adam Lambert, and literally, I got a phone call, 
and uh, and it was Matthew, and it was like uh. eight o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, it's a long story, but really, it was it was a conversation. It was like, hey, you know, uh, are you interested in perhaps thinking about doing this? And I was like, I don't know, because I'm like I was working with Adam Lambert, and Adam was like, right skyrocketing and my entire world outside of drag was like the side thing there was no RuPaul's yeah. drag race right for fuck's sake there was only two seasons you didn't think of drag as a career i was thinking about my my makeup artistry as the as the as the gay asian guy in american america's next top model to yeah. find <laughs> i, I want i want i didn't want to be the next violet tchotchke i wanted to be the next jay manuel you know, I saw, I, I saw I saw his career and I groomed him for a lot of events. Like I got him together for like the Golden Globes and the Oscars when he was working for E and um and and all and the Style Network and like I mean this is early two thousand so yeah you know I had so modeled crazy. I had modeled my I had modeled my my future as what whatever Jay was doing because he was like this flamboyant really beautiful gay guy. So I wasn't thinking about drag. Drag was the thing I did at Peanuts. Drag was the thing I did at Rage. And I did the opening number with the Dream Girls. It was not a career. Right. You know? So, of course, I was really quite Rage. hesitant. And they had they they and I, we coaxed ourselves into getting me on Drag Race. And I didn't go in there thinking that I would win. And I don't think they thought I was going to win. They just wanted a new idea. They were like... You've been in L.A. for a long time. You're at that good, ripe age to kind of showcase yourself. Right. You have different ideas. Let's see what you do. And then they, they were like, you want to do it? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, tell us now. And I'm like, okay, yes, I'll do it. And then I did it. And and it turned and out well. Yeah, yeah, it, it well turned out well. Do you ever but think it, about it? But it was, it was, it was different. They, we had to make a lot of shit. Well, this, yeah. is, this is you yeah. actually like go in there and sew stuff. The cake yep. challenge, the making your yes. dresses—it was so money. Well, this is what I want to tell you: the money dress, the paper money. Ugh. Oh, the paper money dress. Hair, all dirty. No, they they looked stunning. What are you talking about? I know, but that was like that's so much harder to do. Like, but I'm sure that was the only that was the only time that we actually got like a few days to work on it. Mm. Um, uh, but we did have to make a lot of stuff. You know, and what we see now in season fourteen of Drag Race, it's it's more acting, it's more, it's more personality, it's more you know, and then there's moments where there's making, but they had to work those kinks out, and I was part of the speed bumps, you know. But do you ever Definitely. think back to your we, time? We. Yeah. Do you ever bumps. do you ever think back to your time and like compared to now when a queen gets the call that they've been cast and they receive a binder or whatever, a list full of all the looks, and it's like. Oh, I'm gonna have to spend forty thousand dollars or quit my job in order to make all this stuff. You know, like whatever it is. Like you hear there was a whole expose last year about, you know, how much people spend to go, like whatever, compared to what do you imagine that you like did you just borrow and and put a bag together and yeah, shop precisely. a little bit? Precisely. Yeah, we we didn't know, you know, and and you can tell, and maybe maybe season three was a season that, that suddenly elevated it another level. It was like, ooh, you know, because season two, there were, you know, even se in season three, we didn't have a lace front. Nobody had lace fronts. Manila yeah, was all hard front. Yeah, all hard front. So the industry has changed as a result of Drag Race, I believe, because now we got all kinds of hair, we got all kinds of costumes, oh, yeah. we got lashes, What are your thoughts makeup. on a lace front versus a hard front? Because sometimes I wish a girl would be in a, a hard front just because the lace looks hard as hell. I love it. I love them both. Ah! It's a wig. We have we have we have so many options. That's true. That's true. Now on I love I love a, I love a hard front because I'm I'm lazy. So I like a bang, like a shag bang. Yeah, I like that. We, I like to cover the front of my face. You now. did yeah. the you did the pit stop. I think it was you did the pit stop with Trixie most recently, and it was during mm -hmm. quarantine. And I remember you talking about that because um, I think you talked about it on very that. But you had the wigs by Vanity hard fronts because there was like the oh. wig shortage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Woman of Steel is the color. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> vanity. Vanity always always DMs me, and she's like, "Girl, we've got we've got a woman of steel ready for you in this wig." And I'm like, "Send." And she's like, "Yes." Yeah. Love this her. one. Yep. Oh yep, yeah, yep. that one was hunty. <laughs> Is I that your her. natural hair on the bottom? No, that's how the wig. That's comes. the wig. Wow. It's a woman yeah, of steel, meatball. And literally, like you can just like stick your fingers in there and mush it around and shake it, and then it gets better and better. See, a hard front is good. 
Like, why do we want these? I love a hard front. Yeah, sculpted wigs are like too much work, you know. Yeah, I saw that. So on on the on what is what is your little show called? Don't do that. It's oh, called Toot It or Boot It. No, Y'all were talking- it's called RuPaul's Drag Race Fashion Photo Review. Mm-hmm. Which has been that- going for eight years, by the way. Uh, yes. I- and now you've got Got Mick as your partner now, which is iconic. The two of you together is so funny, by the way. Mm. Uh- I haven't watched. <laughs> they I did a whole watch. edit around Maddie's little flats in y'all's conversation about oh, it. Oh no! There's like a horror film that. edit that's so good. Yeah, um, we do like four in a row, so I forget what I say because like by the end of like four episodes, I'm like, Ugh, get me out of here! I and you have to change in between each one. How is that? Uh huh. It's fun, um, but it's you know it is exactly what it sounds like. Like we just. <laughs> We we go into studio now, which is great because for you know the last few years, I guess Raven and I and Vivian and whoever else, we've been doing it from home, and I'm fucking sick and tired of it. I don't want to oh put up God. the backdrop. Yeah. I don't want to put up the ring light. Uh, yeah, we take a pre-COVID test to do to go do it, um, and uh, and it's it's fun. I love I love connecting with Mick. I forget how fucking young. Um, Cadas, you know, like yeah, yeah. I've wa- I've watched it happen, and I feel like it's been happening for years. But really, I think he's only like twenty four. Yeah, because no. he yes. came to L A. It like when he was like eighteen or nineteen. I think to I go think to Kate fashion did, school. Well, I think Kate did like a year or two years of fashion school, and then was like, "Fuck it, I'm already working with Matthew. I'm just going for it." Right. And he wasn't even right. fucking twenty when all that shit was no. happening. Right. Okay, the first it, time I it. met Cade was at. The lash downtown, and the floor was so slippery that right. when I did a cartwheel, I fell. <laughs> and then I, tra- I got up and tried to do a second one, and Kate just laughed, just stood there and laughed. And I was yeah, like, "This person's yeah. gonna be my new best friend." Oh yeah, my God. I love, I love Kate very, very much. But Kate, I feel like definitely has like staying power. It's already proving that they're gonna continue to be one of the more popular girls. Oh, it, and yes. and it, like with you, Raja, I feel like you're still one of the more popular ones, even though you were on a season so long ago. What Eleven you, years ago. What do you think you're doing God. that the other... Because some queens on more recent seasons are already forget, forgotten. I don't know. <laughs> Is it just that you're a cool, a cool lady? She's a cool lady. Maybe. maybe She's a woman of steel. Know, I'm Thea. I'm auntie. I'm like, you know, I'm like the auntie with the Sauvignon Blanc that shows up to the party with the, with the base tees. <laughs> yeah. and and the thin brow oh yes honey the thin yeah. brow wait let's thin take brow. a break for a second meatball okay we're gonna take a break and we're black Do people do people still get black? Uh, no, catfish. Do people still get catfished? Yeah, but like the show catfish, it's like really sad the people that are getting catfished because it's like all they gotta do is one or two googles. Yeah, it's just like you just gotta say no at some point. Yeah, I got catfished like right after one Drag Race, and I just I I still have really good memories and nostalgia of it. It was a fantasy, but I always wonder about that. What 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 were the pictures like? Yeah, what? How did you get? Oh, that? girl, that's that's the documentary that's that's impending. How I mean, long I'll did you chat bit. before you found that? out? For for almost a year, mm-hmm. <gasps> and you just never met this person or spoke to them on the phone. No, all we, through text. No. Through, and how uh, did Facebook, you find out through Facebook and emails? Uh, well, there, uh, yeah, many, many layers. Oh, okay. I Nancy Drood. I Nancy <gasps> Drood. And it was and fun. It was was fun there a like confrontation? A uh, not in person ever. It, yeah, but I to- I basically told him to fuck off because I was like, you know, I'm kind of done. Like, I'm, I'm, re- I'm enjoying the fetish of this. Like, I'm a, per- I'm a person who grew up in a generation where, um, you know, reading uh, fetish and uh, pornographic novels was enough where you didn't mm-hmm. have to like you, you didn't have to watch an actual porno and you can actually like read and, and get off on it and I got yeah. off for long en- for, for long enough and I was like dude I gotta get back to work like I'm, I gotta this be was mean. fun and all 
Yeah, and then and then I discovered like a few years ago. This is this was so long ago. I discovered that uh, through my sleuthing, through you know, through my own like investigations, I found out that it, that the that it was actually a girl in Italy, who at the time was, you know, probably like just a. It's a crazy story. It was a yeah. It's a crazy story. It wasn't. The, it wasn't a guy. It wasn't what who he said. It was a girl, and she lived in Italy. And I and it was through my own like investigation. So that's you. Insane. You better. But work. I, I don't. I don't think that happens. You've to lived people a million anymore. lives. It. It still does. There are just ways that does, yeah. people are more savvy about it. But it is crazy, and it brings up a good point because it we allow ourselves to believe a certain fantasy. Oh, sure. Um, I was, I, on, I was in on it. It happens to on me it. on social media too. If someone has a, um, not to the point of like an extensive relationship, but like, uh, we're all guilty of it. If the profile picture is cute, you will strike right? up a chat. Yes. And, it, and I would never in a million years dream of using a profile photo that was not of me. I'll choose the most flattering photo of myself, but I wouldn't use a photo <laughs> that isn't me. And there are so many people out there who just use a photo that isn't them because more people talk to them. Yeah, it was uh. quite limited. It was it was limited then, you know, nine, oh, ten years ago. Totally. Um, you know, we only had Twitter and Facebook to rely on, and Instagram wasn't. Wow, things move really quickly, don't they? I'm 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 excited for the future. Like, I just want to like, yeah, I'm ready to be like one of the you know Wally, the movie. Oh Wally. yes, I'm re- you said this on very that. <laughs> you want to yeah, be in I'm, your chair? Yeah, I'm re- I'm resistant, but I also I'm looking forward to. But you'd uh, have like a fierce lazy boy pose in your chair. Yeah. Yours would you be like, like one tufted velvet. <laughs> I would be, you know, I would be wearing Scaparelli inspired. Yes. Uh. <laughs> All of their new stuff, I didn't even know about them until like earlier this year. And I'm obsessed with everything that they I do. Live. Well, kind of study like how far it goes. Because Elsa Scaparelli was like a, a surrealist artist who hung out with Salvador Dali. You know, she had she had created this brand, this line in the like 1920s or 30s, I believe. 30s. Whoa! And, I had no and idea she it was came, that old. Yeah. Also, all of the things that they use, like the eyeball, the ear, the body parts, those are all things that that Elsa created in like the 1920s or 30s. Elsa, like Frozen. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh wait, no. That's... Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. I was gonna go. Yeah. Dude, what about? What Wait, about? do you know Wicked? Have you ever seen Wicked? I've never seen Wicked. Have you? Have you heard it? Yeah, I've seen Wicked a lot. Be, no, how? I've heard it. I've heard it for sure. Yeah, never seen Wicked. I don't like Broadway comes... plays. Why not? Um, it has to be specific, you know. Like I, I, if I've, I probably only, been, I went to see Vanessa Williams in the late '90s in Into the Woods. Oh, okay, witch. she was the witch. Uh-huh. That's a really she, good one. That, that happened here in LA, and I went because I was a Vanessa. Will- I am a Vanessa Williams fan. Um, I've sometimes seen, the uh, sun goes round the moon. The moon. Uh-huh. Come on. Yeah. And then uh, I've seen um, the Lion King twice. Um, I've I saw Rent back in the day. Ooh, but not but did much. You watch it when know. when Valentina was did it? Valentina was Angel. Remember Rent live. Uh, no, okay. Uh, this, uh, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a touring version mm. of Rent, but the original uh, Puerto Rican girl. What was her character's name? Mimi. Mimi. The, it was the original Mimi that came on tour. Oh, work. D- Daphne yeah. Rubin Vega, and she was just yes. In the oh my God, she's a lead she's so goddess, good. goddess, goddess, yes. goddess, and she yeah. has that she's... very particular voice, it's a little like... rasp to it. Yeah, mm. oh, gorgeous, stun. Yeah, but I saw Rent, um, but not many. I just, I just, I don't go to concerts either. I just don't like. It seems like such a bother, and so expensive. <laughs> go, go off. <laughs> I don't like going to concerts either. It doesn't make sense to me to like stand in a room. You're both them. performers. You should be encouraging people now, to get. Uh, now I've seen, I've seen, Cirque, I've seen a shit ton of Cirque du Soleil's. I like that. Oh, oh, okay. you want me to spend money on a live experience and get me out of the house? You said risk your life. Yeah. Risk your life, Please risk, yeah, risk your life and be, you know, like an Eastern European acrobat male. 
with females, <laughs> whatever, with eight pack abs and no uh, body fat. You say, I want to see a, huh. uh, a pristine physical specimen. Oh, and would you uh, risking your life and flying oh, yeah. through the air? Then oh, I'll pay tickets, honey. Ouch. Ouch. Let's talk about very that. Yes. Because mm-hmm. your hit podcast with Delta. Everyone I'm loves this I'm show. I'm surprised you haven't canceled us yet. I would never cancel the show. How could he? <laughs> the show's incredible. I remember when we I first started. I, w- I was on the first ever recording of the show. We've recorded the show remotely the entire time. Meatball and I started our show, um, you know, before, before the pandemic, you know, a mm-hmm. year before. So we have many, many opportunities to record in person. A lot of the shows have your show 100% from the beginning has all been you at home on Zoom, figuring out tech stuff. How was learning been about tech, Grandma? Frustrating and challenging. Yeah. But I remember the first recording, I had hopped off and I called the CEO of the network and I was like, it's a hit. I was like, I loved it. Oh my God. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I find it therapeutic now. It's like, you know, Delta and I are so independent that we only usually out, you know, outside of the podcast, we text. That's all we do. We don't really call each other that much or FaceTime, maybe like, you know, twice a month we'll FaceTime each other. But it's just kind of like weekly. I get a chance to talk to my like one of my favorite people in the fucking world. You know, we don't we disagree on a lot of things, and I like that. <laughs> but we also agree on a lot of it. Yes, you do. And, and we are so different. You know, I'm a space case, and Delta's far more more analytic and investigative than I am. Mm-hmm. And I and I just like float around my very like interesting and complicated friend that's how i feel about it and fuck we're, we're just old hood rats you know like and that's not a that's not a slur that's like that's like a that's a self um you know given title we're 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 just old veteranas old. i don't consider you old you still no, have like feels, a young no. vibrant energy to you to me yeah, the show feel- feels nostalgic and also like future forward Mm -hmm. like i love how you you refer to a certain time in drag that because of drag race doesn't exist anymore at all so it feels like not only nostalgia that has informed so much that people have seen on a global scale but also it feels like a little bit of a time capsule because there will never, I mean, maybe a hundred years from now, if Drag Race ends at some point and mm-hmm. then everyone is like, fuck drag. But at this point in our Not at lifetime, this rate. Not with Rue taking all those anal enemas <laughs> she's talking about. <laughs> in what? our really? lifetime now, the, the like drag is, it's forever changed. And so what mm-hmm. you when you talk about Peanuts and you talk about your gigs at Oz and you talk about all this stuff, it is mm-hmm. a time capsule. It is a special moment to remember. And it's yeah. also so fun to hear about that stuff because I've heard like little bits about it from like Jasmine Masters in a dressing room just like dropping talk about peanuts and stuff and like listening to y'all tell stories about it I feel like a a little part of me was there just a little bit and like it's fun to hear you describe where it was because then I can like place it and be like oh they used to get fucked up over here oh it's only this far (laughs) away from Vaseline Alley Circus the Books is over here like it's just so great do you have any fun stories about Gold Coast? Oh, so many. The, the the lazy Gemini in me, like, is very resistant to, like, accepting the fact that now I'm a, a historian. <laughs> you are! <laughs> you are! You need to write and a book because... And it, and it feels unfair, and I think that maybe this should go in a documentary. Listen, if if Trixie and Bibi Zahara can have documentaries, I, I got better stories to tell than, than the both of them combined. Let go me tell off! You. Uh, Go off. <laughs> no. Yes. Um <laughs> I you know, I, I have so many stories to tell and um uh you know, we had a good time and I and I don't mind taking that role now. I just kind of accept it as is because, you know, for instance, you. How old are you? Thirty. Meatball. You're thirty. You know, it's like I had a real good head start, you know, and Yeah. That's I don't, the I don't, age I don't, Raja I don't, was when she got fired from Mac. Yeah, and so I uh, really, but thir- you know, thirty thirty is a is astrologically like a very important time in your life. 
Yes. That, Saturn's uh, return. Yeah, the Saturn returns. And I'm telling you right now, honey, like it's going to switch up on you if you didn't feel it already. But your career will suddenly change at 30, especially as creative people. I think it's a really important thing to kind of just accept. It's going to be rough. It's going to be like you're going to resist to it. But like that age of 30 is so fucking important. And I want you to really indulge in it and and just, just jump on it. Like, go for it. I'm on it. I've started saying yes to every gig again. And what happened? And what happened to do a duet (laughs) that you didn't know the words to? It was a quadrette, and I didn't know the words to. And <laughs> now quadrette. I'm finally performing at Mickey's and WeHo for the first <gasps> time ever. Really? So that'll be fun. Yeah, it's like something that I always wanted to do, and now it's happening. And I was like, oh, okay, I can finally check that you, off the list. You never, you never performed in WeHo. I used to, and then I stopped. Why? Huh? But I'm going back. <laughs> oh. Why? Oh, it's like that. Why'd you stop? I don't know. I just, you know, I just Wasn't had more fun downtown doing my thing. Sure. I think people sure, are a little sure. bit more accepting of body hair and like a more of a punk rock attitude mm, downtown yeah. than at Mickey's. Where, or at, not, not just Mickey's. Not me talking shit on it. But just in WeHo where like I think the mm-hmm. thing for the last two or three or four years was like very pretty girls that mm-hmm. like dance mm-hmm. and i was yeah. like i know that is not my strength so i was well, like tired of like not getting tipped as much and then i go downtown and like it just downtown in general just pays better well the times are cha- have changed like i said everything's happening so rapidly you know and um you know now we can perform wherever we're at because the information is different and how we accept it yeah you know? and like, i live closer so to weho segregated. now so it'll be a quick drive and I can oh. drive drunk home, you know? No, don't do that. You drive? You're just kidding. You'll get kicked out of Canada. Driving is oh, so yeah. 2006. Oh, uh, you you like to be chauffeured? Always. Always, baby. Okay, oh. we're going to take our last break, and then we're going to get into our final segment. Fuck talk. We'll be right back. And we're back. Thoughts. And Raja, this is a light. Uh, this is a segment we let. Oh, I'm sorry. Thoughts on Meatball singing voice first. She wanted to know. Because I know you're I, better than Madonna. I, everyone is, right? Um, <laughs> no, that, that was, that was, the pitch was good. <laughs> this is a segment of the show. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance. dance and then I forgot the lyrics, so everyone but shit my you tits. Sold it, and then you showed your little, you showed your little pecker to the whole audience. <laughs> sold it all. I didn't mean like that. I just meant you, like it was just like, a sneak peek. It was just a you sneak just lifted peek. your. It was just like up. a little, a little view of it. My dick's so little. <laughs> That's not what I meant. What am I? One of your mm. estrogen rockets? <laughs> I want to be. I want to be ca- a caged boy. I'm a cage oh, oh. oh, that's so. That seems so uncomfortable to me. Right? I mine needs to move around during the day. There are some I big. Pee, I gotta pee correctly. Like I don't want to yeah. squirt in different directions. What dribble, dribble. All I want to go boys. one way. Yeah. There are no, some big see. trends happening. Our, our final segment of the show is called Fuck, fuck talk. talk. And we're ta- we're getting sexual mm. here. We're getting fuck talky here. There are some big trends that are happening. Um, uh, cage dicks is something that it seems like a lot of people are like locking their dicks up for the week. And then uh, it's the other mm. big thing that's coming back that Meatball and I have talked about a lot on our show is cum dumps. Cum people who want to take... Many, many, many loads from lots of different people. And that is how they, um, you know, get the most pleasure from sex. Feel whole. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, go for it. Um, Can you quickly Google the population of planet Earth really quick for me? Just Google it. population. 7.753. Billion. billion people in 2020 baby do you there are 7.73 <laughs> 7. 
billion ants crawling, ruining, infesting, ruining, uh, pan- pandemicing, uh, tearing apart this planet. And if you need your hole torn up and loaded, that's not my business. I'm going to stay back and watch you on OnlyFans do it because I'm not doing it. I come from an entirely different generation. Mm-hmm. I come from the AIDS epidemic. I've had mm-hmm. hundreds of friends pass away from it. So my my mentality and trauma in you know taking loads uh, in sex is still rooted on 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 trauma, uh, you know, and so and maybe a sense of like responsibility to it. But baby, there's prep now. Yeah. You know, I I have only and there's even I a shot porn. for it now. Yeah, and I watch porn, and I see, and I love seeing the confidence of, you know, 19-year-old, 20, 21, young, young men, women, people having sex without any of this. But, you know, there's still other stuff. It's not just AIDS we have to worry about. There's other stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. But, but there's certainly a freedom, and you know you're not going to die of something because, you know, um, you know uh, it's like the Omicron. Maybe. Oh no, not her. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I don't. How do you, how do you how do you deal with any of these pandemics? But, uh, you know, whatever whatever floats your goddamn boat, and if that happens to be a boat, uh, you know, floating in a pool of cum in your hole that's been so spread out and gaped that you can have a boat in it, baby, you do you. There are seven point <laughs> seven. It is none of my business. I don't. Baby, I, I want to perform that as a monologue. Baby, you do you. Baby, you do you. I don't, you. Baby, you I don't do give you. a fuck. I don't give a fuck what you do to yourself. Just don't hurt other people in the process. There you uh, go. You know, I, I, I don't really know. I don't know what to say about that. It looks fun, but it wouldn't be me. Can't be me. Couldn't be me. Couldn't no, be. Uh... No, Mary. We did. No. We did. Um, sort of tease it earlier, but Vaseline Alley. Um, the other thing that is coming back in a, a large resurgence is cruising. It's cruising, mama. And people out here is in the very into the idea of understanding what cruising is. Uh, Did you ever not cruise? Done it. Absolutely. Oh, baby. Post a gig, you would just walk up and down Vaseline Alley, shaking it. Yes, or to the to the uh, you know the many bathhouses that you go to here in L.A. There was a lot. There was the Hollywood Spa. There was the Melrose Spa. There was the downtown um, spa. There was all these places that you'd go to late at night. Um, mm-hmm. There's There were times where, where my drag mom, Viva Sax, would drop me off. And I had just like go-go dance at Club Fuck or Cinematic, excuse me, at 7969. And I would Come be in on, full Club makeup. Fuck. Go go wash, you know, get a locker. Get the get the key around my arm and a towel around my waist. Go wash my, weight, my makeup off in the shower and spend the entire, like, you know, until you know, five, six in the morning. They're doing fun sex? shit. Sex. Sexo. We did a lot of sexo. sexo. Or just hanging out. Because you were cruising. You would just walk around. Sometimes you'd walk around for hours. There was no phone. You can take a picture. There was nothing to distract you from the fact that you were walking through, you know, these um, black lit red light hallways with, with, thumping techno gay faggot crystal music playing the sound of showers running the sound that that's the scent of bleach from the uh from the hot tub uh you know and then and also the sound of, of dudes being fucking in close distance you know wow let's go back want it fuck grinder hey fuck no yeah, Fuck Grinder. The They've never sponsored me in a music video. <laughs> <laughs> Though Scruff has, so go watch Scruff the show. Yeah, we love Scruff. We love Scruff. Um, you know, it is interesting because the phone thing is really interesting. I um glory holes everywhere. Yes. Yes, put that dick in the hole. I there have been a couple cruising spots that I have visited um recently to just sort of like see what the vibe is with the outdoor cruise. And it freaks me out when people have their phones out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it, not part of it. It's like you have to be yeah. in the moment. You have to like leave the phone away. And the My worst phone. thing is this past weekend, I got invited to a gang bang at someone's house. Hard G's. 
and I went <laughs> and it was very specific. There was going to be one person who was going to be receiving all the dick. Mm-hmm. And um, th- oh, that's what the setup was. And I, you know, connected with the, the, that it was happening with someone online and they texted me all the information and I went to their no. house and when no. I went in the house, the lights in the room were on full blast. The Ugh. one bottom was in the sling. There were like six or seven other guys fully nude. And I see the one guy with his phone out and then pretty quickly I'm like beginning to get undressed and pretty quickly he starts just like filming You're like, in the talks, room. Is that you? Oh my god. Ah! But he detox. started filming in the room and I'm like, "Oh, this is why all the lights are on cuz you're fucking filming and you didn't tell me like like if you were going to film a gangbang." But great. would you have still participated if it, if there was no filming? Yes. 100%. Like you would, you you would put your dick all up in that soup. Yes. Okay. Seven point seven five billion. Yeah, bring it back. Bring it back. I don't give a fuck what you do. It wasn't. Yes, and 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 oh I did. I will say I did show up early because I wanted to be one of the first. Not because I had an issue. Oh, wow! With, wow! Wow! Not because I had an issue. So everyone with, else is trash. No, not because I had an issue with the fact that he was taking loads, but just I don't know that I would want to fuck something like you, Raja. You just said soup. I don't know that I would want to fuck like no, a whole. I like. Full I like. Of, I, drop I like soup. I but, like sex to be quite comfortable, and that sounds really complicated. Like going to a to a place to you know be lit and fucking no. soup doesn't sound great to me. No, yes. I I like sex to be really comfortable. I like it to mush, and I like it to be slightly spiritual at moments, and I like it to be dirty gutter, and I like that to happen you know under ten minutes. <laughs> oh, she's got i got my story 11 minutes it's over she says I no. okay, okay the, fine 20 20 minutes the 20 end of the story is, is crazy this was this was friday friday or saturday night so i drove to the place i got there i got spooked by the camera and i was like i'm not trying to be on camera and i left <laughs> I, and i said i would a, too and i Good sent a you. text to the guy and i said hey i would have liked a heads up to know that you would have you were going to be filming Today, on my fucking social media, which is not, you know, linked to how I hooked up with going to the sex party, the bottom (laughs) texted me and was like, bummer, I really wanted your load to my like public facing social media page. And I'm thinking, how the fuck did he know who? And I guess when I walked in to only turn around and leave, he recognized me and then and then texted me on on Twitter Mm-hmm. girl that was That's too much and i was sloppy. like yeah you bombarded us or you bombarded me with a camera in the room so no diva i left listen you no, kids and your faggot privilege i'm gonna tell ah! you right now ah! Ah! I I got this, in, this entire conversation right now is sponsorship by the bitches that did it before you and died you know, that's true. That's true. For the, thank God for the research and care that has happened, although it ha- could have happened quicker with AIDS and, and sexual diseases. Yo, they got they took care of a pandemic in like months. You know, has never had a cure. You can have something to kind of suppress it and kind of keep it from from happening even more. But God damn it. There was a lot of people that died. So thank those sluts. You know, thank those not even sluts. Just thank those those people. This conversation is wonderful, in my opinion. I love because, it because I live in a different world now, and I am at that like fork where I can see it all happen, and I feel very grateful for it. I'm glad that that bottom was able to DM you, you know, and tell and uh, wish that you were there to add to the you know thirty others that are work, bitch work yeah and and she better be praying and all of you better be praying who was involved in any of this conversation to all the goddesses and gods that died before you that let you have that fun mm-hmm. that That's is a great lesson that I is agree. a great mm-hmm. lesson and a perfect yeah. spot to end on yeah thank you so much for coming on the pod and really letting us have it <laughs> so much fun people are you alive yeah i'm fine oh okay what is that wallpaper behind you i feel like i'm at the standard 
It's just wallpaper. Love it. It's called Austin Powers. Apollo. It's from 70swallpaper.com. Love it. You better work. What's um, that wallpaper behind you? So what color is that room that you're in? That's like a nice teal. It's a peacock. Oh. You better do it. Blue. You better peacock it. I have a I have a I have a taxiderm peacock in the room too. It's all peacock theme. Oh, I want to come to your house like, and see there's everything. There's like peacock paintings. There's my uh, Franzoni uh, photograph. Love me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a mermaid painting I found. <laughs> and the ghost. Uh, <laughs> and the ghost. Well, everyone, go listen to Sutan or Raja, however you want to be called, <laughs> on Very That with Delta Work. That comes out yeah. every Monday. You can find her at Raja Gemini on Instagram. You can find me and Big Dipper at Spiciest Meatball and Big Dipper Jelly on Instagram. She's not Raja Big- Gemini on Instagram. She's Sutan Amral. Yeah, I gotta I gotta learn how to change that on on Instagram. Are you on TikTok, Raja? Are you a TikTok? I am. <sighs> I, I don't even know what my TikTok handle is. <laughs> don't That's love that. I Neither do TikTok. I. <laughs> I've only done one. What was Day. it? Me and my family on Christmas Day. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet. We were like, and, and you can watch all of uh, Raja's YouTube videos on um. Uh, uh, the Wow Presents Plus and the Drag Race uh channels. I'm everywhere. Oh, in the yeah. music video for Shoes, which we didn't even talk about, but it's fantastic. So good. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So many Thank custom you. shoes. Sure. I'm jealous. I did message sure. the guy who makes a lot of your shoes and asked him to make me a pair. What did he say? I politely declined. No, uh, nothing. Did not get a response. <laughs> I think he thinks I'm poor. Um, thank Sorry you so much it. for listening. <laughs> like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which come out every Tuesday and Friday. What's our phone number, Meatball? Our number is 213-536-9180. Or you know, sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Goodbye. Goodbye. doodle doo doo forever dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.